Welcome to Bethlehem Back Chat, where we talk about the background and backstories of our worship and community as Lutherans. I'm Pastor Dan Smale, Senior Pastor here at Bethlehem Lutheran in Glenshaw. And I'm Wendy Farone, a member here at Bethlehem and producer of the podcast. Today we are excited because we have grade 8 confirmants joining us, and we have a room full of bright, smiling faces. It's fantastic. It is. This 8th grade year is their last year of confirmation. They've been at this for three years, learning a ton, forming relationships, making their way, and preparing to become full members of the congregation. Yes, that's a really good thing. And I have a lot of questions because I remember going to Camp Lutherland. Yes. That was, we didn't have classes during the school year like you folks did. We went to Camp Lutherland for a week every summer for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Gotcha. And so it's a little different the way we do it here, which I think might be better because the relationships last, because this is the group of kids that you hang out with all year. You get more time together. And we still sneak a little Lutherland time in. During the retreat, which is coming up in March. We do. So I get to go back and visit and stay that weekend and just to have fun and feel the newness of Camp Lutheran through adult eyes. Always a great weekend for sure. I know. It'll be fun. So how's everybody feeling about this? Good. Good, good, good. Okay. (laughs) All right. We're working on enthusiasm. No worries. They're excited, but you know how it is. It's a little unnerving when we stick microphones in front of people and you're not used to to being recorded. So it's all good. So Pastor Dan, uh, you are the teacher of this grade eight group. Yes, I am. So tell us a little bit about what the curriculum is, what the expectations are, those kind of things to get us started. So we basically have two semesters. There's a fall semester and a spring semester. And then the retreat that we mentioned earlier is tacked on at the end of the spring semester. And it's actually should be called the winter semester. Mm -hmm. So we start in October, go through Thanksgiving. And in the fall, we study the Reformation and Lutheran history Lots about Martin Luther and Katie and some of the key figures that were driving the Lutheran Protestant Reformation, just to give some foundational history so everybody understands where we are coming from and what this is all about. Then in the winter months slash spring, that's when we talk more directly about Luther's small catechism. Mm -hmm. We talk about the structure of the Bible, more as a reminder, just to keep everybody up to speed, talk about the different portions of sections of scripture. And then for the retreat, we have a couple of goals, one of which is to work our way through the promises that these young people will make during their confirmation, the actual rite of confirmation, and also help them prepare their own worship service, which they lead with other young people in the confirmation program at the end of the retreat, toward the end of the retreat. Yeah, excellent. Mm -hmm. I've been given the gift of teaching the the grade seven, and they cover the New Testament. Uh, What does grade six cover? You'll never guess. Uh, The Old Testament. I'm thinking. (laughs) But it's not old for some people. It's not old. You get the Hebrew Hebrew scriptures. Yeah, you get the Hebrew scriptures first. Mm -hmm. Then you get the New Testament And then that last year is your, we would call it kind of like the Lutheran year. Yeah, the foundations year. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So if we could go around the table, just give us your first name, please. Tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Ethan. I'm Tanner. I'm Lauren. I'm Blake. I'm so glad that you all are willing to participate in this. Share a little bit of insight and experience that you have in this last year of confirmation. It's awesome. So Pastor Dan, you got a question for them? Yeah, I do. 
I want to ask you all this question. Why is it important for a person your age to get involved in church? What do you think? I think it's important to learn about Jesus and God's story and how religion was formed. And That's nice, Tanner. Very good. That is the point, isn't it? Well done. Who else would have an idea about why it's important? Go ahead, Ethan. I think it's important because you're raised your whole life with your family being involved in church, and you go to church every Sunday normally or Sunday school, and it's important to get involved when you're like a teenager so that you can understand why you come to church every Sunday and why your family is so dedicated to a religion. That's very good. So can I ask you a question? How does the church benefit you now? What do you get out of coming to church here at Bethlehem specifically? And how's it going to be a blessing in the future? It's kind of like Pastor Dan called it a rite, an R-I-T-E, rite. And what that means is a transition period between youth and like adulthood. So you're transitioning into that period in the church where you're seen as a youth. And now like church just got really even more important because you are a voting member. You become a person who's allowed to to participate in a different way, in a more engaged way. So it's important that you understand not only um, what you get out of it, but what, what are the benefits of being in a church like Bethlehem? And what's it going to help you in the future being connected to us here? So we talked a little bit about why it's important for us to be here. But how does it benefit you now? Beyond just sort of the classes and what we're learning, what do you get out of being here? Yeah, why do you got to learn this stuff anyway? Right. And then down the road, okay, how might the church be a blessing in your life? How many people in the future, in the future, I'm not talking next year, I'm talking like way down the line, plan to have a family? Think about having your own family. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Couple people. Want Couple people yeah. thinking about now. Yeah. Tanner, you meet Mrs. Wright. She says, "Want to get married? Where would you go? Where might that? Where might that happen? Well, it could happen in Hawaii, or it could happen out of church. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. So that's what we're kind of we're thinking about, right? I don't want to answer for you. But I can tell you that a lot of adult members of the church receive support here, encouragement. They have friendships and community and also find value in the learning, like you guys talked about earlier, but also the opportunities for service. Because right now, life's a lot about school and sports and doing well and making your way. But there comes a time and there comes a season where you want to give back. And the church is a great, great place to do that because everything's already set up for you. If you're sitting at home and you say to yourself, I'd really love to help the homeless. What do you do? Where would you go for that? Who would you connect to? But if you're sitting at home and you say, I'd really, really, I think it's important to help the homeless. All you really have to do is call Bethlehem and we'll get you connected with folks who bring clothes, folks who bring food to a pantry, Mm -hmm. folks who deliver meals to homeless men that are hungry. So all that kind of stuff is happening in the life of your congregation. And all of that can be a benefit. If you get married at Bethlehem, that's one thing. And then later, further, further on down the road. You can't even imagine this. But you might have kids. And on Sunday morning, what might you do with those little ones? What did your parents do with you? Brought you where? 
right here, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so and on all of that is still around to add to the quality of your life presently. Certainly there's a lot of potential to add to the quality of your life in the future too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So right. What do you think, Blake? Any answers? Um, I think that I agree, like, it's important to, like, come here and, like, take classes and, like, it'll, like, help you in the future that way. I agree. I agree. The more you know, the more you'll you'll think, wow, how could I not have known this? And then you know more, and then you know more, and then you know more. And, and not only that, it builds a stable place. This place has been here for a long time. And even the people may move around and change a little bit. But when you walk in here, this is your home. This is a, this is a place that, you know, the pastor is and you, you can say, well, this is, I have a really hard time making a decision. He'll say, well, pull up a chair. Let's talk. So you can always come here for advice and direction and, and, um, help you understand what's baptism all about. You know, people ask you questions like that. We put, we talked about in the future raising your family and all that other stuff. What I was thinking about as a teenager, it really gets difficult because a lot of things happen in your teen years and you have to make some really, really important decisions about behavior and about whether you're going to, to do something that is, um, serves you well or it doesn't and you get tempted with things. If you have a background in what you're learning here, um, you go into Sunday school and you go to confirmation and you go to Bible study, those types of things. You get an understanding of the expectation of how to handle when somebody asks you to do something that you know is wrong. I think the Bible has told us about that kind of behavior. And so I'm going to walk away from that. It gives, it gives you a sense of right and wrong and a foundation, a place to land if things get a little rough. So, um, the confirmation part of all of this, it helps you understand that that there's a lot of things that come before you that'll help you get through any phase of your life, especially your teenage years, which are often difficult. How many of you, your parents made you come? They make you come to confirmation class. My my parents forced me. <laughs> you will be going. Hopefully, you just tiptoe in the door. I hope you just walk in here and go, I love it here. You know, that would be great. But my question is... Why is it important to come here every Sunday night and sit around a table and have a conversation about these topics, in your case, Lutheranism? I'm interested in knowing this, too. How is what you learn here and discuss here at church different from, not better or worse, just different from what you would learn or talk about at the school that you attend? In the course of any given day, does it does it feel different? Go ahead, Tanner. I mean, in school we have a bunch of different religions and a bunch of different people, but here we learn about one religion in Lutheran, and I feel like that teaches us mostly about Lutheran. Yeah. Who else? Um, here you can learn more more about your relationship with God and about Him and stuff, and your religion. But at school, there's like he said, there's multiple different religions and people and stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I was just going to kind of add something in the sense of like when you go to school, you're kind of forced to learn most of the stuff. Like you're forced to take certain classes and you have to learn about that stuff. But with church, 
you come to confirmation because you want to learn about your religion and it gives you almost like more of a motivation to come here and learn about this stuff because you're not being forced to do something mm. that you don't necessarily want to. Nice. Yeah. You don't get a grade. Mm-mm. You know, it's just for the sake of learning and getting closer relationship with God. Pretty cool. Do you think we should start report cards for confirmation? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> pop quizzes and no, that kind of stuff. No, no pop quizzes. <laughs> no papers. Just keep it the way it is. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm sure that in your classes all along, you've been talking about what confirmation is. What What are you confirming? Um, you're confirming like sort of your adulthood in the church, and you can do more things in the church as if you would as you were younger. So here's something that I'm curious about as your pastor. Once you become adult members of this congregation, there are little things that happen. You get some envelopes now in your mailbox, and you may even get a newsletter from the church office. You'll get all the official correspondence from the congregation. But there's other things that happen. According to our constitutional documents, once you eighth graders are confirmed in this congregation, you're baptized and confirmed, you become full what we call voting members in this church. And that means by the nature of your adulthood in the faith, you can shape the direction of this church. You have both voice and vote. You could stand up at one of our annual congregation meetings and say, I think we should be doing this. You could visit council or serve on church council and say, here are the things I think should be important here at Bethlehem. I'm interested. Once you become adult members, what would you like to see? What are you eager to bring about here in your home congregation? What do you think would be cool to do? Because you're going to have the ability to do it. What do you think? Mission trips. Mission trips. Convert the dows. Food. Like what is food? Food. Food? So say more about that, Tanner. Tanner says food. What what do you mean food? More food? Yeah, just more food in general. (laughs) I like food. Like you want to eat like during worship and everything? Yeah, Yeah, okay. Well, (laughs) We'll pass the pretzels. (laughs) Yeah, Tanner says food. He wants more food. There actually is, I just heard about today, a new movement called Brunch Church. Oh. Where you eat brunch and at the same time. Have church. So, cool. so maybe brunch church is right up cool. Tanner's alley. All right. That's fantastic, Tanner. Other ideas? That's, what, that's what we're talking about. I'm signing uh, Tanner up to be head chef. Head chef. Brunch church? Yeah. All right. Other yeah. thoughts? Maybe more mission trips. Like, I know we talked about um, Appalachia. We did. And how there are certain camps where you go up to Appalachia in, in like, Virginia and you rebuild, rebuild houses for less fortunate Mm-hmm. And stuff like that is cool. And we stayed in a camp for like a week and stuff. Stuff like that would be fun to do with the church. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly the kind of input that we're looking for. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, just within the year, actually, within the year, we will be reinstating all of those mission trips after the COVID break. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout. Be on the lookout, Ethan. There are going to be lots of opportunities, not just for adults to serve, but for young people as well. Awesome. And what's kind of nice, I think, is when young people do join us, that we can connect you with an, a mentor, a person that can guide you 
So even at council, we could connect you with somebody that would, you can say, I don't know what you're talking about. And they can explain to you what's going on so that you do feel like a, a full partner in the work that we do here. So that's something that I'm think, I've been thinking about is building a mentorship with the youth and the adults and joining in on mission trips and planning committees and those kind of things. I'd love to have you be a part of that through a mentorship program. Fellowship Hall is a little too small for a skate park, I suppose. They make us take that in gym class. Yeah? How's it go? Pretty good? Not good? Not good. (laughs) What class? Gym. Oh, gym. Yeah. Something that I was thinking about, I know that there is a time when the young folks are invited to participate in the worship service, lay lecture and do more than just acolyting. So I'm curious if anyone would be interested in in becoming a lector or becoming a communion assistant or those kinds of things that other full members do. What do you think? Any takers? Anybody here be willing to read the lessons on a Sunday morning or Saturday evening? We can help you with the big words, like because there's some weird names in there. What do you think, Blake? Anybody? Ethan said he would. Nice. Ethan said he would. Uh, yeah, maybe I would. Yeah, you would? That'd be nice. Okay. Lauren, would you do it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. How about... Fun. How about the lay assistant, the person that stands with one of your pastors and helps to lead basically half the service? Would you do that? You get to wear a white robe. A really nice white robe. You get your own. You do. Then Ethan said he'll do it. If he gets his own robe, he'll do it. It's all about the robe. Ethan's in for that too. Blake as well? Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. It's called an alb, the white robe, and there's a cincher that goes around the middle, that little rope thing. I I am a lay assistant. So really, if the next time you're in worship, pay attention to what that lay assistant does. I love doing that, being a lay assistant, because you really get to feel a part of. And you get to to serve the wine in those little cups, and you get to say the blood of Christ shed for you. And know that they don't just throw you up there. You can go, we'll show you how to do it, so that you're very comfortable. See what you think of this. Um, Earlier, Wendy talked about having some mentors for you all, which is awesome. I myself enjoy a good mentor, especially on the mission trip, when somebody says, Pastor Dan, now this is how you put up drywall. (laughs) This is how you do this plumbing project. So that's really, really nice. Yeah. But I'm curious. We got some lectures here. We got some lay assistants here. Would you be willing to be a mentor? So after you finish up three, four years of confirmation, you have a pretty good sense of what you learn, what to expect on a Sunday evening, what retreat is like. Once you become a high schooler next year, Would you be willing to be paired up with a sixth grader who's just starting to give them a little bit of encouragement, answer some questions for them, and help them out along the way? What do you think? I would. I would. Yeah. Nice. Lauren, you would? Yeah. I love that. That's a great idea. Good. Yeah. And I'll tell you something else. Those types of things look really good on a college application. That's true. So yes, getting getting involved in council, getting involved in and as a lector or those types of things, getting engaged looked really good on college applications. I know that Ethan and I are going to work on. He's working on a podcast. Tell us a little bit about the interest you have in podcasting, Ethan. Um, Well, it's uh, for my school. Our school does a lot of. We're like an, a distinguished Apple school, which okay. I'm not still 100% sure what that means. Mm-hmm. All I know is that our school is like very techie. Okay. And so they do a lot of stuff like we, for our morning announcements, they have people do it live 
we have a recording room and they have nice. people like live record. They have podcasts and stuff to go out about the school and stuff like that. And so I got involved with some of that stuff for like electives. And so that interests me to just see if I could do it outside of school. And that's just kind of where the inspiration came from. Oh, I love it. I love it. So what would your podcast be about? I don't really know a hundred percent. Um, I have friends that have talked to me about it, about hypothetically what it would be about. And the basis I would imagine if I did go through with it would be something just about kind of life as a teenager. Cause that has so many branches in terms of like religion, school and social mm-hmm. life that there's so much to talk about Yep, that necessarily not everyone knows. That's really good. Well, and what I appreciate is that learning about how, how to podcast and do editing and post-production work and stuff. Some of our podcasts at the beginning were pretty sketchy from the, the production side, but I'm happy to share that with you and, and to get you started there. That's really wonderful. So Tanner, tell us what your plans are for high school. Yeah. Cause I think once you get into high school, you have to make a decision on like what kind of track you're going, right? What do you want to do when you go to college or whatever? I have no clue what I'm doing for college yet, or I don't really, I haven't really planned out what I'm doing yet. For All right, good. Stuff. College or trade school? The trade schools are really yeah. booming. It's really good. Yeah. All right. What do you well, think, Lauren? I don't really know yet. Um, I'm probably just going to wait and see. Good. I like the wait and see. Quite like. I haven't really thought much about it yet, but like something to do with sports or business. Nice. But. Um, I still don't really know. Like somewhere along that line, I like that. Blake, yeah. would you would you be okay with owning a sports team, like a professional sports team? Yeah, well, that's like the goal I wanted, but I'm sure there's like a lot in between there. Well, I'm just keep your eye on the prize. That's good. <laughs> keep your eye on the prize. Let me ask you uh, just uh, to get to know you all a little bit better and how your days shape up and what you like to do. If you had two hours, absolutely free. No other commitments, nothing else you had to do. All your homework was done. Chores were completed. What would you do with your time if you had the ability to decide, I'm going to do whatever I want to do? What would you do? Do we have to give them money? Because they're going to have to pay for Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. What would you do? Okay. Free time. I would probably probably start off by sleeping (laughs) because my schedule is so busy all the time that an extra hour of sleep wouldn't be bad. And then after that, I don't really know what I would do. I'd probably go out to like a store or something mm-hmm. and shop for the other hour. Tanner, what I do you would think? Just play basketball for the two hours. You would. You love yeah. basketball. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. What do you think, Lauren? Um, I would probably go somewhere like somewhere fun. What is someplace fun for you? Um, probably to like a sports game or something. Oh, cool. Okay. Good. So, what do you have a favorite sport? Soccer, hockey, baseball. Uh, softball. Softball. Oh, yeah. oh cool. Fantastic. Are you playing softball, Lauren? Yeah. Yeah? Ooh, that's good. What position do you play, or do you, do you move around? Yeah, I play catcher. Catcher? That's a tough position. That's really good. Yeah, that's a tough... In, in softball, that's serious stuff. It is. Yeah, that's serious stuff. Good for you. Good for you is right. Um, I'd probably go to the soccer field and, like, practice with maybe some friends or something. That's yeah. Right. We've got a lot of energetic folks here. That's very impressive. Some creativity, some athletics, mm-hmm. really nice mix. Yeah, it's, it's like Lake Wobegon. You know what? They're brilliant and beautiful. Yeah, yeah that's right. Every one of them. Yeah. Every one. I can't thank you enough for joining us in this, and I and I know it's a little unnerving, isn't it? 
When we first started, we were the same way. The beautiful part of it is that you get to know that you're appreciated here and you're um, you're a part of as soon as confirmation is done. What When is confirmation? May something, isn't it? May 21st. Got you're it. You're not going to want to miss it. I won't. Yeah, especially these young people. You'll want to be here for that. Yeah. <laughs> May 21st, 1030 service. Okay. Big, big day. Ah, oh, it's a beautiful thing. Big crowd, nice reception. Nice cake. They get a nice big beautiful, cake. Beautiful, beautiful cake. Yeah. I think all the confirmants and their families get a nice breakfast. The eighth graders get a nice breakfast before worship yeah. just for them. So it really is, uh, for us, an important day and a big celebration. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's important to remember that that as an adult member in the church and you're having voice and vote, mm-hmm. if you have an idea of something like we were talking about um, that would mentorship or, you know, it would be great if we had this at church. Bring that to somebody's attention or propose it. Be part of council and ask it there. Send it there because you're the ones with the fresh ideas and we want more that are just like you, bright and beautiful, like you are. Yeah, and I think it's also fair to say that, you know, in some aspects of our lives, people hear us and genuinely listen to us. And then there are other aspects of our lives where that's not so much the case. But I can honestly say the privilege that these young people have is this. I know all the adult leaders in this congregation very, very well. Mm -hmm. And there is not a single one of them that would not take seriously the input of one of our young people. Oh, I agree. So that really is, that's an important thing to know. If you have an idea, if you have something you're concerned about, if you have something you want to share, your voice will absolutely be heard and taken seriously. It absolutely will. Very good. My thanks again to Blake and Lauren, Tanner and Ethan, and thanks to you, Pastor Dan. Yeah, and if we usually finish up with one quick question for Pastor Dan. Like a final question? Yeah. Final question for our confirmants, our eighth graders. If you could give one piece of advice Mm. to the seventh grade confirmation students, what would it be? One piece of advice. I would probably say something about looking at your catechism or something for the, when we do the test or something, just look at your study guide once so you just pass the test and don't have to take it again. The learning never stops. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Good to be with you as always. God bless. Take care. Please be sure to check out the website, all the different activities that are taking place here at Bethlehem. We are edging ever closer to the Lenten and Easter season, so our calendar is absolutely full, and we would love to see you. God bless you.